Tomorrow is game day, so as always, we're talking Florida, we're talking South Florida, and how they match up here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And as always, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, do whatever it is, but be nice about it, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> Genuinely appreciate it there. But tomorrow's game day. So now we're going to get into it with Florida's offense versus South Florida's defense. This one's going to be a little different format than previous, previous I've done this year, at least. Um, I feel like this, I'm, I'm just doing it differently because I was just watching the South Florida game and I was just taking notes about it, and, or South Florida's games, and I was just taking notes about them. Big play potential is there for this Florida Gators offense against South Florida's defense. Um, they don't seem very fast. They're not great tacklers. Florida also not great tacklers, by the way. Uh, they're much improved, but not great still. So there's that. Watching the BYU game, it was the first play. It was just a, a little jet action touch pass. And Puka Nakua took it to the house. And really, it was one of the easiest runs that I've seen on a jet touch pass. Where just USF was not there to make the stop. And they were not prepared to. And then there were a bunch of plays where BYU just gashed them. And I realized, it's like, hey, there's an obvious talent gap between BYU and USF. There's an obvious talent gap between UF and USF. So Florida's there. I think that... I know yesterday I was talking about how to get Anthony Richardson back on track. And part of what I was saying was to run the option more read option, speed option. I was like inverted V or whatever you want to run. I don't care. Just do it. I think against USF, you should do it. Um, Speed option and the read option were consistently there for BYU. Consistently big plays were available for BYU on the ground just running the option because USF either over-pursued or just played it, frankly, poorly. Um, so I think that when you're looking at this team, Florida, Anthony Richardson, you run the option, you pick up these big chunk plays, you pick up big yardage, and you hopefully get out to a big enough lead where you can go, backups get in there, or, or backups, backups get in there, or whoever it is that you want to see and you want to just give some game reps to. You can do that, hopefully. So I think that the big play is there, even by just checking the ball down and then taking these short completions. Uh, I think that you can make big plays happen and or running the ball even. If wide receiver screens are ever going to work, Billy, this is the week. If they don't work this week, you have to go, okay, so we just suck at them. That's just not, not going to work. Because, uh, again, if they're ever going to work, USF is the week they're going to work or Eastern Washington, but USF is the better indicator of whether or not your team can actually execute them properly. Outside of Trammell Logan, this South Florida pass rush has not been very good. Trammell Logan has been fantastic. He's had seven pressures on the year already. Um, 
but this pass rush has not been good for USF. And on the back end, they play a lot of zone coverage. Uh, just watching the play, it was a lot of cover three, a lot of cover, not a lot, but cover three, cover two. Um, they played quarters here and there, which Florida plays a lot of as well, which is kind of a hybrid really more than anything else, but a lot of zone coverage. They got a lot of eyes in the backfield is my point. And with their pass rush being pretty weak, this is kind of the opportunity this week. This this Saturday, tomorrow, is kind of the opportunity for Anthony Richardson to throw the ball, get his confidence back, and get his eyes working properly again. Against Kentucky, he completely melted down. He started losing his eye discipline. He started not making his reads fully. It was just a bad game. South Florida, whether they want to or not, is going to give Anthony Richardson the opportunity to beat them in the air. That, that's what they're going to do. They're going to give him the opportunity to beat them in the air because, again, their pass rush is not great. Their coverage is not great. It's not awful. It's definitely not good, but it's not awful. And with sitting in that zone, you're kind of taking away Anthony Richardson's scramble ability. He can scramble behind the line of scrimmage and back and forth all he wants, but you're kind of taking away the big play on the ground scrambling unless you just really blow it <laughs> because with your eyes in the backfield you should be able to kind of watch what Anthony Richardson's going to do so this will give Anthony Richardson the opportunity because what I really want to see here is Anthony Richardson takes snaps where he takes the ball he drops back he's sitting in the pocket coverage is good our uh, protection is good you know USF when I was watching them they didn't blitz a ton it was a lot of three a lot of four-man rushes so they're kind of just dropping back and saying hey man like like beat us like beat us not just that we're gonna screw it up and give you these big plays but but beat us and if you beat us you beat us um so watching Anthony Richardson I want to see him drop back chill in the pocket for a little bit he's got time he's got protection again they've got zone coverage so there's not a ton of space for AR to, to run and pick up these big yardage on the ground and passing plays. Again, in running plays, he can pick them up. If, if it's an option, you can do that. But in passing plays, not really going to be there a ton. So you get to see Anthony Richardson kind of kind of, kind of get his footing beneath him again. Get, get comfortable in the pocket again. Get used to reading the defense again. And if it's not there, I want to see what he does because the check down will be there. Every game, I watch the USF games, every time, the check down has been there. So it's a matter of, and Jaron Hall against BYU, did, or Jaron Hall of BYU, did a fantastic job against South Florida taking that check down and, and whatever yardage came with it. If it was a good run after the catch, if it was just two or three yards, whatever it was, they did a good job of taking that, taking what was there and taking what the defense gives you. And that's what you have to do in some of these games. And so I want to see Anthony Richardson. Can you take what the defense is giving you? If they have good coverage downfield, if your intermediate options are covered and there's no pass rush coming in and and they're watching you, they, you can't just run at, at will. Will you take the check down? Will you hit Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne, Naquan Wright in the backfield or behind the line of scrimmage or even shortly after it? Will you take that check down? That's why I'm saying this game is the perfect game to get Anthony Richardson back on track. I know that uh, I know that a lot of players are like, oh, well, Anthony Richardson cooked USF last year when he played. 
can he do it again this year? Like, like just beat them deep again. I want to see Anthony Richardson's next step as a quarterback in this game because you struggled against Kentucky. How will you bounce back from that adversity? We're about to take a look at this Florida defense against the South Florida offense. First, a quick word from Bet Online because the Florida Gators are right now 24 and a half point favorites against the South Florida Bulls tomorrow. I, I think I'm going to take the spread. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I said, I think they're going to win in that 21 to 28 range. I think I'm just going to, you know, put it on the table and just be like, hey, they're covering. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. And I've been using Bet Online for years now, and I couldn't be happier with it. It's got not just college football, it's got pro football. So every NFL game you can make money on, which I will never forget last year, I bet the over on one of the Chargers Chiefs games. And I was one point shy because the Chargers kicker, I think it was Tristan Vizcaino, missed the extra point at the end of the game. That would have put it, and I lost it by one point. So hate him for that. But head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Now we're talking about this Florida defense against the South Florida offense. And... The biggest takeaways here, Jerry Bohannon, the starting quarterback for South Florida, Baylor transfer. I liked him at Baylor. Um, Now he's at South Florida, and he's still a good quarterback. He's thrown the ball 20-plus yards downfield on 21% of his attempts. So so he wants the deep play, but he's only completed 16.7% of those. Not great is what we'll say about that. So he he's willing to throw the deep ball, but whether it's an inaccurate pass or receiver drop, just good coverage, whatever it is, USF has not been able to connect on those deep passes. So with Florida, they're going to challenge you deep. It's a matter of preventing that completion because, again, when you're throwing deep on 21%, a one out of every five attempts of his is going 20 plus yards downfield. That's kind of a lot. Like that, that's, that's a big chunk of your yardage is going to be downfield passes, which I mean, I'm not going to hate on it. Like I, I think that's, Hey, if you're going to do that, you're going to do that. Just comparatively, Anthony Richardson has done that on 15.5% of his pass attempts. So Jerry Bohannon has been more aggressive throwing the ball deep downfield, but it's also important to know Jerry Bohannon was down big, uh, in that in that BYU game, so he was trying to throw the team back into it. Um, so keep that in mind. But a lot of this USF offense is keeping the ball short and underneath. Like like yes, twenty one percent of their passes go deep, but they also like to keep the ball short and underneath. And Jerry Bohannon has done a very good job of taking his check down. There are a lot of swings to the running backs where he'll look at his maybe first, maybe second read, and if it's not there, he's just going to check it down. That's what he's going to do. So Florida, you've got to be disciplined in the flats because they're going to check the ball down to their running back, to a a receiver that's underneath in the backfield, whatever it is. They're going to do that, and they're going to do what the smart thing is, which is just take the yards that are available. Jerry Bohannon's clock speeds up a little bit where he'll make one read or two reads and then quickly get rid of it, won't, won't read the other side of the field. But that's something Florida can use to their advantage, especially if you send those those pressures, the sim pressures, replacement blitzes, whatever it is. If Florida can work those properly, 
they can have a field day with Jerry Bohannon in the backfield, which we're about to talk about in a second. But also, USF has the speed. So, yes, they like to attack underneath, but they also like to attack deep. They, they don't do much of the intermediary stuff if you're not uh, if you're not following here. They've got the speed at receiver to challenge vertically also. Uh, Jimmy Horn Jr., USF receiver, hasn't been super productive this year, but he's fast. He is fast. And he's kind of shifty, too. Like, watching him, uh, I think it was a kick return against BYU. Massively, just outran everybody once he got through. Like, it was just a great play by Jimmy Horn Jr. So, USF has some players to watch on offense. But as I was talking about getting pressure in the backfield, teams have not been able to do that too often against uh, USF so far. Uh, Jerry Bohannon, only been pressured seven times this year. Only been pressured seven times this entire season so far. Uh, that That's, I don't know if you know this, pretty dang good. <laughs> that's a pretty good number. Uh, again, for comparative purposes, Anthony Richardson has been pressured 20 times this season. So kind of a lot more, if you ask me. Um, Anthony Richardson's been pressured 20 times this season. A lot of those have been when he scrambles or rolls out and then they're closing in on him. Hasn't necessarily been pressures, but same thing with Jerry Bohannon where Three of his pressures have come from the left tackle, Donovan Jennings. That's that's three of his pressures. One other pressure has come from the right tackle. Three pressures have been from free runners or when Jerry Bohannon leaves the pocket. So for Florida, I think you're watching this game and you're I think you're going into this game going, we need to get pressure on him. We need to win that battle with the left tackle, whoever's going to be lined up there. They rotate. It could be Jerron Dexter. It could be Brendan Cox Jr. It could be Prince Lee Mameleen. It could be anybody. Whoever's on that left tackle needs to win their battle, needs to win that one-on-one because South Florida's left tackle, Donovan Jennings, has not been great. He's, I mean, he hasn't been bad either also, by the way. Three pressures in two games when one of those is BYU, not bad, and you're throwing the ball a lot, not bad at all. Uh, but it is a matter of winning those battles and creating that pressure because Florida's done a, a not great job at that so far. We can be honest about that. Done a not great job of that so far. So getting those pressures is very important for Florida in this one. Also, I talked about for Florida's offense, the option there, the read option and speed option found a good deal of success against South Florida. South Florida's also found solid success when running the option. They don't run it often. Uh, Jerry Bohannon has just 37 rushing yards this year but all of them came on options. None came from scrambling. So the options have been there where, I mean, that's nine yards to carry when you run the read option, when when Jerry keeps the ball on the read option. So the Florida Gators, you need to play disciplined football in this game because this is a game where I, I get it. You know, Florida's favored by 24 and a half, and everybody thinks Florida's going to wipe the floor with them. Last year, Florida played down to South Florida. I get it. And I, yeah, I also get a new head coach, New quarterback. It's a very different Florida Gators team. But you cannot make the same mistakes that last year's Florida Gators team made. So, yes, you have to worry about Jerry Bohannon throwing deep, which he can do, by the way. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, he's a South Florida quarterback. He used to be Baylor quarterback. <laughs> like, he he was with a Power 5 program. He left South Florida after, you know, not, having a, not winning the starting job, which he was in the battle for. So this is not like he's some guy who was like oh yeah i'm fourth i'm fourth string qb at baylor so i'm going to transfer somewhere smaller no he's someone who can get the job done and he's someone who at baylor wasn't bad when he did get to play so 
Jerry Bohannon is someone that you have to watch for. Pass protection is likely going to be there for South Florida unless they're having an off day, unless they're not used to all the different uh, things that Florida's going to throw at them because hopefully Patrick Tony won't just reside on going. Or maybe he will say, four guys, go get it. Like, that's what we need. We need four down linemen to generate the pressure, and we need to get that confidence and that dominance in there. So maybe he'll do that. Maybe it won't work out if he does. And then watching the option, playing that discipline football has to be a big thing. That one I'm not super worried about. Um, Cam Rising had some success running the ball, but I feel like most of that was scrambles. Uh, We'll see how Florida handles the option tomorrow against South Florida. We're about to talk about some young players that I'm hoping we'll get to see play this Saturday against South Florida, play tomorrow against South Florida. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day, every day. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about hopefully seeing some young players play against South Florida because this is hopefully going to be a big Gators win. So we'll hopefully get to see some of these young players get some run. I got two players on offense and two players on defense that I want to see play. First on offense is Dejon Reynolds. Um, Yes, he has rotated in, we'll say, every now and then. But he's only been targeted twice. Uh, has one catch. I believe both targets were behind the line of scrimmage as well. I want to see him run forward and try to catch. Like I want to see Dejan Reynolds get to be a wide receiver. I want to see him work out. He's obviously got at least some trust from his coaching staff by the way that he is playing the game uh, by the way he's actually on the field in meaningful games he played i think more in the utah game than he did in the kentucky game but i want to see him play actual meaningful snaps here in this game and kind of allow him to get into a rhythm i think florida should throw the ball a lot i think running the ball is going to work i think florida you have to get the passing attack on track so throw the ball a lot yeah i don't care if it's anthony richardson throwing at dejon reynolds or whoever the backup is going to be for this game or whoever's going to be playing at that time. But I do want to see Dejan Reynolds get some time. And another receiver that I want to see play, yeah, I'm, I'm double dipping with receivers. Marcus Burke is, a, is another one I want to see. He's played just one snap this season. But something that Florida has miserably lacked this year so far is an explosive vertical threat that can stretch the field and I mean, Florida really hasn't tried to do it that much, but I'd like to see them start doing it. Marcus Burke is someone that I feel like all offseason I've been saying, you know, he he may not be perfect, but he is a field-stretching receiver that is going to challenge you vertically, whether he's working inside or out. He can get downfield in a hurry, and if you have someone like Anthony Richardson who wants to throw the ball deep, let him throw the ball deep. Like, like just let Marcus Burke play, especially in this game where, again, Florida should win this game handedly. So whether he's playing early or playing late, hopefully Marcus Burke will play and allow Anthony Richardson to kind of try to find a rhythm throwing the deep ball because it's been bad so far. I think he's two for nine on passes that are 20 yards downfield. One, he should have more than nine attempts that are 20 yards downfield. Two, he should be better than two for nine when doing it. So I think you got to let him find that rhythm, find that rhythm, let him find that flow and let him kind of, you know, just get into a confident groove, especially when you've got Tennessee next week. And I'm not looking past South Florida, but I am saying looking at that Tennessee game, Tennessee's offense is good. They know how to put up points. They know how to go fast and up tempo and they know how to do that. That's what Josh Heupel has always done. 
Florida's probably going to have to match some of those scores. So you're, you need your passing attack to get it in check. So you kind of got to kind of got to pressure that one. Defensively, two players I'd like to see. Chris McClellan is the first one. He's played 16 snaps so far. When he's played, hasn't been great, uh, if we're being honest. He hasn't been very good. But this could be a game where he earns some snaps, where he gains some gains some confidence as, as a rusher or as a defender in general. And that, that's kind of what's needed here because Florida's pass rush has not been good. Florida's defensive line depth has not been performing well. So Chris McClellan getting in there, getting game reps, and finding out what he can do. And and just honestly, that's what I mean when I want him to play. I want this to be an evaluation period for him. He played 16 snaps so far this season. Let him play at least 16 snaps in this game against South Florida. Let him get reps. Let, let him earn opportunities and let him put some game film out there where the coaches can go back and say, this is what he did in a game. Regardless of what he did in practice, this is what he did in a game. Maybe we should give him more time. Because the defensive line, like I've been saying, the depth, someone needs to step up. Give him the chance. Just give him the opportunity to do it. Chief Borders, maybe he'll play too. Who knows? Just just get people on the field and let them show you what they've got in a game where, again, Florida should hopefully win this one by a sizable margin. Other player in defense that I want to see play, the last player that I want to see play, Donovan McMillan. And he is another one where I'm like, oh, evaluate what he can do. But Donovan McMillan is a pretty big safety with, I mean, everything that we've seen from him shows that he can play in the box. He can be that box safety, that that little linebacker, whatever you want to call it. He can do that. That's what his skill set says. So get some game reps with him as that big safety, that big box safety, that small linebacker type. See if... He's capable of contributing to an actual game, not just practice, against the run as a run defender. See, see how well he does against that in actual game. See how well he covers tight ends if you want to put him out there. Because, again, Florida's been gashed by tight ends, and I'm telling you that. A game that's worrying me with that is Georgia. Georgia's got three phenomenal tight ends, and Florida's been gashed by every tight end they face faced so far. So... You got to figure it out. And, and if that's putting Donovan Millen down into the box and covering a safety and covering a tight end, let him do it. Because, I mean, trading hasn't been asked to do it much this year. I don't know why, but he hasn't been asked to do it much this year. Find someone that can. Because I promise you, when it's Georgia week and you've got Amari Bernie and Ventra Miller out there trying to cover all the tight ends that Georgia has, it's going to be a tough day. But it will be very difficult. It'll be extremely difficult for Florida to win that game if they're lining up against tight ends with these linebackers that they and approaching it the way that they've been approaching it. So I think Florida, get Donovan McMillan in there. Get DeWan Black in there. Get any cover man you can and see how they do. And I get it. You know, this is USF. This isn't Georgia. It's about putting on the tape and seeing what they do against players in game. I think that's the most important part of this evaluation process. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. Tomorrow's game day, we'll be back as usual with our pregame bets with Tyler Fornes and to see how it's looking for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryOfSI.com. And I'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs>